You know how everything is great when it comes to one's relationship with their mom? Yeah, me neither. I was an angry teenager. I felt frustrated that life wasn't what I thought it could be. In my mind, we were trapped in our circumstance and living in a shitty situation where my mom was clearly unhappy. And to me, it was all wrapped up in money, or better said, the lack thereof. And it wasn't the, I can't join the country club or I can't have a sports card type of situation. It was that my mom felt like she couldn't keep a roof over our heads on her income unless we lived like we did. Money was power. Lack of money was a prison. So what does it mean? Did she feel like a victim to her circumstance or was our situation preferable to what could have been? I chose to begin this project by interviewing her because I don't know that I really understood my own story as a result of not really knowing hers. I think my mom's story is indicative of so many immigrant stories with lots of sacrifices and not much room for error. Talking to her helped me appreciate the foundation where I got to build my life. This is the Latina Empowerment Project. Hola, mamá. Hello, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien. Thank you so much for joining me. My mom is um, awesome, of course, and she grew up in El Salvador. And so I wanted to start there. Um, mommy, what was it like growing up in El Salvador? Very slow <laughs> compared here to the States. Went to high school there. I did uh, two years of college, but I never finished. I have some summer jobs, but not really. Um, so what do, you, what do you mean by it was slow? Like, what is that? Like in here, the pace about waking up, trying to find a job when you're in high school, trying to make money, trying to own a car, trying to own a house. You never even think about it growing up in there. Yeah. You depend 100% on your parents until, at least when I was growing up, I guess different, um, different times. I depend 100% on my parents. They provide everything for me. Went to school. And then I met your dad, so I went from my parents to your dad. And um, is that pretty? When I, when I mean it's slow, yeah, it's like it's really it's a slow pace. You don't, you're not always in a hurry to accomplish much. I guess I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, like when you said you went directly from your parents to live with my dad, was is that common that? That's what people do. It's, it's really they're not looking for a time in their lives when they're going to be independent and doing their own thing, that they're just kind of moving from. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's, that's what it was when I was growing up. I haven't been there for a long time, so I don't know if the time has changed. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's our culture. If you go directly from your parents, uh, the expectations are that you finish school, high school. Hopefully you will go to college, you graduate from college. And from there, as a female... You go straight from your parents to get married and be with your husband. And now, if you have a degree, you maybe you'll find a job, but you don't want to, and your husband doesn't want you to. So you stay home and you raise children. Yeah. How did did you ever question that? Like, was that ever something that bothered you or? No, I kind of like it actually. Okay. (laughs) Enjoy staying home, enjoy raising children. I. And you're not having to worry where the money was coming from. I was just, I don't know. I didn't expect to have my own money. Yeah. So was their money discussed at all? Like, I don't know, growing up, do they discuss money with your, because you have two brothers. Yeah. 
did they, were they taught differently than you or was money even discussed at all? Uh, no, uh, never, money was never discussed with us. Uh, but with the boys, I kind of noticed that they were a little bit more uh, expected to work and find mm -hmm. a, a way to survive. Okay. Uh, they, they push it more on them than on me. My mom never said you have to find a job so you can support yourself. She, it was more like go get educated and uh, hopefully you'll find a good husband, <laughs> get married and have a good life. Yeah. So that was more of the emphasis on what you needed to accomplish was yeah. finding a good husband for yourself. Yep. Um, and so I know that you didn't finish university because the war that, that broke out in the 80s. Well, I went to I went to university and um, it was well, during high school. I was it was the civil war already happening. Uh -huh. uh, then I went to to college and during college, uh, the first year in college, uh, the civil war got even worse. So the guerrilla took over the campus. And uh, they called, they closed the university, and uh, so I stopped going to university on that place. And then I went to a private university, and uh, that was getting too expensive. So it was a a mix of having a college that was too expensive, and then meeting your dad at the same time. So oh, okay, so it's a little bit of both. And so yeah, a little bit of both. From there, so you met my dad, and the war was getting pretty bad. Um, so why did you why did you leave? Oh yeah, that's the reason why the war was getting really bad. Uh, uh, people that we knew uh, got kidnapped and killed, and uh, universities. Some people did, uh, chose to be with the with the left. Okay. And some of them end up in jail. Some of them got killed. Uh, it was pretty scary times. Your dad got really scared because uh, our family members that we knew got killed. Mm -hmm. So we decided that was not a good place to be. And that's when we left the country. Actually, we left the country. I left the country when I was uh, 21. Yeah. And you were pregnant with me, right? No, not yet. Oh, okay. No, I wasn't pregnant yet. So would you have left if it wasn't for the war, do you think? Uh, no, maybe not. I will still be there. Yeah. But, yeah. The war was kind of like a, a major factor for us to leave. Yeah. It was really scary times. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really scary. So it was not safe there. And so, yeah, that's one of the reasons why we left. Because it was no. not safe. And, uh, but uh, education was never, I never thought about it. Okay. I'm going to go back to school. I was just, you know, let's see what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of the expectation, sounds like. So then when you like, what did you think it would be like here in the United States? Oh, like the movies. <laughs> everybody, yeah, well, everybody comes. Everybody has a beautiful house. Everybody has a nice car. Yeah. You know, easy to find a job. Yeah. And then so, I come to the States. I don't even speak English. Yeah. What was that like? Like what, what was the reality when you, I know we, we came to San Francisco first and lived with family. Yeah, well, we came to San Francisco and we stayed with family. And then while your dad looked for a job, um, he couldn't find a job. So he finally found one and it wasn't a really well-paid job yet. He couldn't get a job on what he wanted to work. He's an aircraft mechanic, so he couldn't find a job doing that. 
So for the first year, he was kind of like a taxi driver. He was working for like a limousine service. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how it was. And we were living on this apartment in San Francisco. It was really ugly, really dirty, on a really, I don't know, now that I think about it, it, it was considered like a, a Hispanic neighborhood. Yeah. I, and I guess it was a bad neighborhood, but it really wasn't. It was not what I was expecting. It's hard to explain. Everybody everybody that was uh, either from El Salvador, from Mexico, Guatemala, there were no white people in the neighborhood. So it's Did like, why am it? I doing here? <laughs> so it felt a lot more, it felt like you were back in El Salvador and that you really hadn't improved your position. Is that kind of why you were saying, why are you? No, doing- I felt, I felt, no, I, um. It, it was worse in El Salvador because I used in El Salvador. I had a, we had a small, tiny house, but it was clean, you know. Uh, okay. And I had a maid mm-hmm. <laughs> who helped me. Yeah. With the two of you. Mm-hmm. Then I come over here. I have nobody to help me. Uh, we're living on that tiny, ugly, dirty apartment. I know. It was. It was different. Yeah, it was different. It's like now I don't speak that language. I feel like I'm going backwards instead of forward. Yeah. I don't have an education. Even though I did went to the community college, though. Oh, in, in San Francisco you did? In San Francisco, I went to the community college so I can, uh, so I can learn English. Mm-hmm. And then I took some art classes and I did some kind of like photography. Oh, yeah. And so um, the- um, was that because dad wanted you to and to for you to go get a job or why? Me? No, I wanted to do something. I wanted to learn the language. I wanted to maybe find some kind of routine, some kind of purpose in life. You know, I yeah. didn't want to come over here just to stay home. And I kind of changed a little bit. I didn't mm-hmm. want to come home and raise children. I wanted to have a purpose in life. And, but yeah. What made that change? Do you think what was being in the United States and having a new environment or where did that come from? Well, I guess I, I figured it out, you know, being here on the state is different. You really want what you want. You mm-hmm. had to work for it. Yeah. Nobody's going to give it to you. Nobody's going to provide for you. You really want a house and you really want your car and you really want your kids to have a future. You have to work for it. You don't, you just, you cannot just sit and wait to mm-hmm. somebody come and said, hey, you have a house, you have a car. You had to work for it. And I figured maybe I educate myself and start by learning the language and maybe going back to school, learning a trade. Right. That would help me to get better. And so it sounds like, he, you know, you started from a really hard place because you came from where it was expected that you would just get taken care of. You weren't educated in how to be independent or manage your finances or get a job or do any of that. And then all of a sudden, you know, the landscape around you's changed. And then, you know, you and daddy split up. Like, what was that? What did that feel like? What was that? You know, when you, when your dad and I, when you, when your dad and I got divorced. Yeah. That you're like all of a sudden on your own now when you had three kids at that point. Uh, really scary. Yeah. Because, uh, now we're, now we're divorced and uh, I'm forced to sell my house and I feel like I have a job but it's a part-time job yeah and the salary was pretty decent I was working with the uh, county remember London County mm-hmm. parks and recreation 
So the job was really good, but the job did not provide health. Oh, that's another thing. In El Salvador, I mean, you get sick, you go to the doctor and you pay $5. Yeah. <laughs> and the CEO, the dentist, the same. You go to the dentist and you pay really little. Yeah. And then you come here to the state, you get sick and... You either go you back. Know, you don't have <laughs> yeah, you don't have insurance. You're like, uh-oh, you know? So I needed a... So I was working with the county. Mm-hmm. And uh, the job was, I liked the job and the salary was pretty good, but because I was considered part-time, they didn't offer health insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three of you were protected under your dad, so that wasn't a big deal, but I didn't have insurance. So I needed to find a job and, um, but it was really, really scary uh, so- to, be, to be on my own trying to figure out, great, what am I going to do with $7 an hour? Right. Yeah. I'm trying to raise three kids and like, yeah, crazy expensive world yeah. we're living too. I mean, yeah, comparatively to El Salvador anyways. Yeah. So then how, you know, like, I just remember that when we were growing up, I don't remember you being like saying you must do this or you must do that. But like, I felt like you just left the door open for us to do what we wanted to do or what we felt was best. But I felt like you always encouraged us to do something like you can't just sit around and wait for life to happen to you. Yeah. So when you guys were growing up, right. I, I, you guys start asking and wanted stuff. And a lot of the time the same thing you wanted, even though I wanted to give it to you guys, I didn't have the money for it. Yeah. You know, so it's like, okay, you really want all the things that you want. You guys want to have to find a job Yeah. to be able to, buy that expensive pair of jeans that you want if you want a pair of jeans i'll give you one from walmart if you right. want a special brand name then you're gonna have to work for it so i always push you guys to uh get a job mm-hmm. uh, get an education um when it came to the college i always uh, wanted all the three of you to go to college yeah but, uh, i always uh i wanted always wanted you to be different from me you know mm-hmm. be independent don't expect somebody, Prince Charming, to come alone and give you everything you want because that doesn't happen in life. Yeah. Sometimes it happens, but most of the time it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. You had to work for it. You had to be independent. You had to be able to support yourself because otherwise, and here in the U.S., nobody's going to give you anything for free. Yeah. You yeah. have to work for it. There might be misconception that you, there's lots of handouts available, but it's not true at all. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that was exactly what I thought when I came to the States. You know, you're going to come here and you're going to have the perfect suburban life Yeah. with a beautiful house, a beautiful car. Everything is going to be perfect and it's going to fall on your laps, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, actually, your dad and I were kind of prideful, and that's a good thing because you didn't uh, when I wasn't working and your dad was having a hard time because she, he couldn't find a, a job. Yeah. He, he, I didn't even know about welfare, but your dad would never, ever apply Oh, for interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't remember any of that. Like, I remember no. we had a little bit of reduced school lunch, but I don't remember any food. Yeah, we had, yeah. Well, when you guys went to school, I reduced for uh, the money for lunch. That pretty much it. But when it came to welfare or food stamps or housing, all the all the programs that the government offers you, I never we never apply for any of that. Yeah, because um, your dad said that's not a good thing to do, and uh, I didn't even know it existed to tell you the truth. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's okay. We take a lot of, and I think that's, you know, I think we all do that. My sisters and I, that we just, we're going to push and we're going to make it happen for ourselves. We're not going to just try and figure out who can give us a handout. We're going to make it work for ourselves. So. Yeah. Like you look, look at you, you have make it all on your own. You know, I believe on working for what you want, working for what you believe and pretty much it. Thank you for your time and for telling me that story and for sharing that with everybody. Um, I think that's why I do what I do. I just want everyone to have the power to be independent and, you know, live yep. the life that they really want. So, yeah. Well, especially for females. I've seen females, they need to work harder than males hmm. to make it in life. And I think because the expectation is you to have a family, have children, raise children. Yeah. That's pretty, even here in the States, I've seen this a lot of that expectation, you know? Yeah. And so we still do that, but we also carry the yeah. career and everything else. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of women, it's is hard because a lot of women, you know, they get married, they have children, they have a work, they come home, they fix dinner, go to work. It's, it's harder. I think as a woman, and not only females, I mean, not only females, not only Hispanic women, but I think yeah. Hispanic women and even worse because the men expectation is to hmm. do everything for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of culturally ingrained. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again. I love you. I love you, sweetie. Have a good day. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye, honey. Bye.